Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to Three Peas in a Pod, episode 202. We made it. That just flowed right off the tongue right there. Yeah. 202. That's right. Two past 200. And uh, we were just discussing uh, uh, just a second ago. I had a conversation with my daughter the other day that made me feel really, really old. And I was telling the guys, we all remember film cameras. Mm-hmm. Remember those mm-hmm. cameras that had film in them? Nathan, do you yes. remember? Oh that? yeah, hundred percent. I okay. used to have a. I used to have a. Uh, what now are are called? Uh, oh, I'm trying to think of the. But it was a Panasonic uh, camera. Mm. We now we uh, now would call them DSLRs. Yeah, okay. They were uh, SLRs. SLR camera yeah, back SLRs. in the day. Yeah. And, so I was talking to my youngest daughter, who is uh, 17, about the fact that there used to be cameras with film in them, and you would have thought I was talking to her in Greek. She had no mm. idea what that was about. So I had to explain that there were cameras that had a limited amount of pictures in them. Mm-hmm. And then you take them to other stores and bring back the pictures. Mm-hmm. And they'd be surprises. And you I forgot that, was that the, you'd taken them. And that you was the best part about going to camp was, was when people would bring their disposable cameras, mm-hmm. they'd leave them in the cabin and you'd go take a bunch of pictures oh, yeah. that their mom didn't want them to see. And then that was the very <laughs> first picture they'd have. Exactly. We used to do that every year. So oh. much fun was had around these cameras. Yep. That's right. That our kid, and my no kids one ever know nothing about right no. now. But that's interesting because their cameras are full of. There's a group of friends. Let's take sixteen of these. They're all yes. basically yes. the same. And you go. Uh, that's like, have you seen the Google technology they're advertised? Where you can change, change faces? Face? That's oh, the most man. amazing thing. It is. is. It is. It, it scares me though because now I'm wondering: is any picture real anymore? No. Well, that, we've had deep yeah, fake stuff for a while. Yeah, we've got fakes and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Well, that, those pictures are real, Jason. They just weren't all like that at one moment. But how do I know you're not deep fake right now? Mr. Well, you don't. See, yeah, you don't. That's true. This, we can be deep faking. We, can, we talked somebody. about last week yeah. how he's going to be gone. <laughs> let's, hope, let's hope some, We can just bring in deep fake Ed. It'll be better than this. Oh, really? I bet you. We should I all get you. our SAG AFTRA cards so that we can make sure we're I, not, and no one can AI duplicate us in the future. You don't know what what I know it's SAG SAG Screen Actors. What's the other part? That's the full title SAG A F T R A. I don't know what it stands for. It's like it's it's you know how I hate that stuff where people throw letters at me. The original one was Screen Actors Guild. Charlie, look it up. Producer Charlie's going to look it up. I think they're additional things. I think they now screen don't just have screen actors. And fine. No, don't try it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Don't I, try I, This is the best part you're of having them. You get to make stuff up. Uh-huh. AFTR? Is that what it is? T- AFTRA. And fine. Tuna. I bet it's like th- <laughs> theater. I told you. American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. Way uh, that's right. Are they radio artists? Still? Yes, they combined <laughs> the two. That is what it was. They are. So anyway, they they Aren't we current radio podcast is no, radio. Pod, podcast no. is not regulated no. in any way whatsoever. Well, that's, and and it's it shows it, it does, does. Show. It does I could just play it, the entire audio of a copyrighted movie on a podcast and they can't do anything about it. Wow! Wow! Mm. No one's regulating that it now. Like, I can't I can't put it on YouTube. Yeah, but I can do. You can the uh, podcasts are a wild wild west, my friend. Mm. Mm. So here we are in the wild wild west, boys. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if this question is going to qualify for the wild wild west. Any of y'all remember the original wild wild west beside me? Am I the only original? I just thought that was a generic term. Oh no, no, he means the TV show. The oh, there's a real TV show. Oh yeah, but that that the movie with Will Smith is based on. Uh, Oh yeah. It was one of my favorites when I was growing up. Jim West. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. We have a question. Y'all ready for it? Gotcha. They are ready for us to get to the question. <laughs> they are definitely ready. AFTR. That's, that's AFTRA. Four, that's four minutes of your life you won't get back. Yep. Send but in he, what you think those should mean. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Okay. Uh, here's the question. And this is, like I said last week, it comes from the book of Genesis, which I'm not sure I have any answers when it Answer, someone does. Answers in Genesis. Answers in Genesis There's, has an answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. But I don't know if I have any. But here's the question. Their answer is everything's literal. Everything, absolutely everything is literal. Absolutely everything. Everything. Here it is. Are all humans descendants of Adam and Eve? Or did God create more people apart from their family? I don't understand how Adam and Eve's sons could have procreated without there being women on earth. Very good observation. That is. <laughs> it's a good observation. Very astute. They they do have sisters. Yeah. They did. Yeah, we know that. So what? Well, are yeah. you insinuating I'm something? I'm just saying, in? they're answers in Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> they aren't always they're really popular. They're not the popular. answers you want. They, are, they aren't always really popular. Yes. So, I mean, I think... I think to be opinion? faithful to be faithful to what we should say at the beginning is I don't know. Mm. I don't know is the most accurate answer. We're going to talk longer than that, but I think I think we should just start and say and I always want us to come back to maybe we can come back to this at the end if if we oh, have time. Okay. All right. That's not the point of the story in Genesis. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, that, that I was, is the first point and probably the last point we should make. I was watching Genesis Reese, is not trying to tell you where all people came from. I, I was recently watching the movie, uh, Christmas movie classic, which we will be doing a, I don't know if, I don't know when this is coming out, but we are doing a drive-in movie experience at the church around the Christmas movie what? classic. Yeah. What is that? Mean? Oh, you guys are just hearing about this? I did not yeah. know about it. Well, we're doing it. We only work here. Okay, yeah. Well, you're going to be, fi- you're going to be hearing about it Sunday. Drive-in movie. Yeah. We're going to drive in. In this- December? Yeah. Well, you don't have to have the windows. Down. You know, we didn't say get out of the car and sit on. You can be warm in a car. Yeah. Okay. All they right. have heat. Right? I know, but... You know, they have radio transmitters now. I, That's how we're pumping I, in the sound. I, I understand. We're not getting one of them little speakers you hang on the oh, side of your car. shoot. Getting yeah. you a little tray. That's anyway, we're doing yeah. a Christmas drive-in movie around the Christmas movie classic, Home Alone. Perfect. Oh, All right. Okay. So, anyway... I was recently watching the movie Home Alone with a group of people, and the conversation now that's very popular for people to have is, if you remember the movie Home Alone with the big house, mm-hmm. massive houses, what did did Mr. McAllister do for a living that not only could he afford that house in Chicago, but also afford to take 20-something people to Paris yeah. at Christmas time? And, I, and as I said, the reason the house is big is they needed it for the third act. You're asking the wrong question when you're watching this movie. It's a fun thing to have. They're fun little conversations to have. But if you are watching Home Alone thinking about what business did he do, what what that is not the point of this movie. When you watch any sci-fi movie and you go, no, explain how that could happen. It just... Sci, just it, go with it. it. It's fiction. That back part of sci is fiction. Yes. So are you saying that... Okay. Genesis is fiction. No, that's not no, what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the wrong question. What I'm saying is, is when you get to, I also don't know who George Washington's next door neighbor was when he was a child, or ever he even had a neighbor when he grew up. Because when anyone writes a biography of a person, they're not telling you everything. Mm-hmm. They are telling you the details that are pertinent to the story they are trying to tell. And the story in Genesis is not trying to tell us particularly about how every human being came to be. Mm. The point of the story of Genesis is how humanity itself, and in particular, the nation of Israel, Mm -hmm. gets off track. 
how the whole thing that almost all of, and I think this is, well, and I think even more than the nation of Israel, I think Genesis is the start of the story. And here's the important thing of God. Mm-hmm. This is not humanity's story. This is not Earth's story. This is a story God has decided to tell about himself. Mm-hmm. God is telling a story about himself. Uh, in, the, in, in the first part is, why I created? What am I trying to do? And mm-hmm. that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what you're saying is how is not the question to bring to Genesis as much as who. Yeah. Well, and I just think, I, so yeah, I think that's a good way. Of, of, it wasn't of a question ancient people asked. Mm. Or or it was, but it wasn't the story they were trying to, to tell. I think we have somehow, and I, I, I have this with most parts in in the Bible, when people get to why isn't this in the Bible and why don't people talk about this and why did this, it's not the story that God is trying to tell. As you said, God is telling a story about himself. God's not also revealing everything about himself. He is revealing what is pertinent about himself to the way we are to interact with him. It is a story about God interacting with human beings. Uh, It's why when people say, well, what was God doing before there was an earth? I don't know because he didn't need to tell me. Before he created, if God's existed throughout all time, what's he doing? Did the angels exist before the earth? I don't know, because not I can't figure any of this out. What that's everything I know about God, he told me. And he said it's all sufficient. It's all that I actually need to be able to interact in this life with him. Because I always come to people as what does it really change about your day-to-day life and the way you interact with God if Adam and Eve's kids were made all the human beings together. I get there's a lot of like, well, that seems creepy and weird and all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Well, but, there's a lot of things that seem creepy and weird in certain cultures. Yes. To me. Yeah, for sure. And if not, if the I mean, Bible... I guarantee you, if you're from the South, somewhere in your past, somebody <laughs> related to yeah. somebody is yeah. married to yeah. each other. Oh, oh, man. I, and that may be true all over the world. Yeah. I just know the South. Yeah, <laughs> but re- regardless, what difference does that make about the way I interact with God? Certainly, mm-hmm. certainly by saying, "Well, that's the way," and I'm not saying that's even what I think yeah. is what happened. What I'm saying is, if that is the way it happened, I don't think anyone takes that and goes, "Well, I guess God's okay with this," right? Because that's not what anyone not, anyone who believes that doesn't think that's the point of yes. what. That well, is. and they're not really reading the story. If I have, to, if I find an instance, let's say, of bigamy. And I think, okay, God's okay with big me. I'm not reading the rest of the story. I was looking for an answer to right. figure out how I could be okay with bigamy. Mm-hmm. If I look and say, is God okay with slavery? Well, it mentions slaves, so he must be okay with slavery. Right. I'm not I'm not reading the story as being told. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyway, I thought that was important to say. Mm-hmm. But there are there does seem to me, also I'll I'll put my answer out first on what I think. I think there is evidence to support that there were other human beings on the planet other than just Adam and Eve. Once again, because the nature of the story of Genesis, and this is why I brought up the nation of Israel. If you read Exodus and Deuteronomy and all that, everything that happens in the entire book of Genesis gets repeated throughout the nation of Israel going forward. They are repeated cycles that just continue to happen. Everything from the original sin in the Garden of Eden, to then Abraham gets chosen, instantly starts lying and deceiving and acting the same way. Jacob's a liar and deceiver, but somehow God chooses him. And then the nation of Israel are liars and deceivers, and they continue to go forward. 
God is starting with a specific group of people, Adam and Eve, and then chooses a specific man, Noah. Then he chooses a specific man, Abraham, and goes forward to that. But there seems to me to evidence specifically, I guess the one most people point to is Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. When Cain, when God sends Cain out mm-hmm. um, with the mark of Cain on his head and says, Hey, this is gonna protect you yeah. from, from anyone, who? yes, from anyone who might want to do you harm, which assumes there are other There's people, other out, people there out there that, that want to do you harm. Yeah. And yeah. he goes and immediately starts a city. Yeah. Which yeah. means which there are awesome. enough people around to start a city with. Exactly. So to me, that's yeah. the, so I don't know what you guys think. I was going to say, if, if you were asking for you know a personal opinion, past I don't know for yes. sure, that, that's where I lean these days is there, there's, there had to be something else that I don't understand going on right. about where the folks were, who they were, where they came from. There's something else that the book of Genesis just doesn't tell us, but it just sort of assumes. Mm-hmm. And that's okay with me. I, it uh, it gets back to this whole thing where this becomes a problem, I think, is for people who, like you said, Nathan, come to, at the book of Genesis with this really hard uh, literal interpretation of, you know, this is a blow-by-blow blow account of creation. This is a blow-by-blow blow account mm-hmm. of, of of people and where they came from, and there was only two, and then there was four, and it went from there. I, I think if you come at Genesis with that expectation and type of reading, you're going to have some problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I'm not saying I know what all the answers are. I'm saying that there, I think there's more going on to the story than what we are given. It's the same thing as coming to the book of Revelation, which is the last book, and yeah. you have questions that it's not trying to answer. Mm-hmm. If you assume if you assume Genesis is about how scientifically everything started and how we explain all of that stuff, I think you have a problem. Mm-hmm. If you come and you before you ever read the book, you assume... This is about the future. Mm-hmm. If you assume that this is going to tell me about mm-hmm. the future, well, you're the one bringing that question in. The author didn't tell you to bring that question. True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you you didn't read the thing and come up with that. Mm-hmm. Someone told you to bring that question. Mm-hmm. Well, that's similar to. I just again go back. Most ancient most ancient people had a story mm-hmm. that they told mm-hmm. about how the world came to be, and this is how God reveals this story to Israel. And it's interesting, if you read them, there are things that are similar, and there are things that are vast. It's one of the fun things that I got to do when I was studying this years ago at Bible college, is you get to, our professors were not afraid of showing me the other things. Yeah, right. (laughs) You get to read all of those things too, and you go, oh, there's similarities, and there's real differences. Mm -hmm. And the differences is what God is telling about himself. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's 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 what he uses to say. My story is it ought to stand out. In yeah, right. it's, it's not, and people like to use that as a reason where well, well, it, it can't all be true because they're all just copying off of each other. Mm. Well, not necessarily. That's right. Mm-hmm. God is trying to make a distinct uh, point through the differences that in the story. Mm-hmm. Well, and the truth is, most of the other stories are really, really, really similar. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the this story has similarities, but it has some really, really big differences. Mm-hmm. Well, differences in that it literally comes against the stories of the ancient That's Greeks, right. of, of what they were telling is this this stands in stark contrast to what had been told throughout those centuries. That's mm-hmm. right. So, all right, I don't have anything else to say about do you? Do you guys? Do you have any other thoughts on this? Not, not that I think are really important. Yeah. I, I feel bad now thinking about the tone at which we set early oh, on for the yeah. person. And I just yeah. say, 
I think your question is well-founded. My guess is somebody told you that that's probably the way to start reading it. And mm -hmm. they probably well-intentioned because somebody told them that. And uh, Yeah, I think it's also the way that we read. I think it's the way we were taught, and most of us assume about the Bible is that it is like the, the guide to everything. Mm -hmm. That it is somehow like the you know the manual for life or the mm -hmm. guidebook for X, Y, and Z. And so, basic instructions oh, before Lord, leaving Earth. Earth. Yeah, very yeah. bad. Yeah, acrostic. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Bible. But um, yeah, I think the way we come to and I and I hear people even um, you know when, when I'm in in my TikTok moods and I'll get on TikTok. Oh. Uh, apparently, I've I've watched enough videos that my algorithm has me with with people who are either you know uh, deconstructing their faith or you know ex evangelicals as they're often called and people and they're trying to poke holes in the Bible yep. and yep. they've got they've kind of got their thought. The general thought and the general logic behind it is if there is an all knowing God and He has revealed Himself through a book then the book should be able to stand up to any question. Mm. You know what I mean? Like an all-knowing God would have all knowledge, so wouldn't he know that I was going to ask these questions ahead of time and blah, blah, blah. And my answer to that has always been, it's the Bible, first and foremost, is a story. Uh, it is not a uh, it is not a dictionary. It's not an encyclopedia. It is not a thing that I can just look up and reference what I want to reference. It is it the the idea behind the Bible is one as we've said it would be read within a community. It then would form that community. The community then forms the people within the community, and it's the spirit of God that is in 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 in, in all of those things at work. And so when you're reading these stories again and again and again, I can already see this with my kids, and I remember how this was when I was little. I remember, um, you know, reading through, and you, you start to just get to know all these stories. My kids know so much of the Bible, and it just shocks me for their age. But they go to church every week, and they sit and they read the Bible, you know, every, every morning. And, uh, you know, they just have all these stories. And so one time— we're, we're sitting reading through the book of Exodus, and this is a big one for a lot of people, you know, is the 10th plague in Egypt mm. is God's going to kill all the firstborn babies. Yeah. And which, there's a lot of evidence to say it's not actually God that kills the firstborn babies. <laughs> but anyway, that's a whole other story. But even if it is, I remember saying, so why would that happen? And one of my daughters said, well, didn't all the Egyptians kill all the firstborn babies of the Israelites? And I said, yeah. And they said, do you think those two things are... Are, are supposed to remind you of, or they didn't say it in that way, but basically got to, aren't, are those things connected? And I said, yes, absolutely they're connected. And that's how you're supposed to read it. You're supposed, to re you're supposed to read Romans and think back to Genesis. You're supposed to think, read through Amos and be brought all the way. And then, and this is the brilliance of it. It's why it's, to me, it's the most brilliant literature. And I'm a big literature. I love themes and I love, I mean, I'm the film guy. I love all that stuff. It's the most brilliant piece of literature because even in the book of Amos, stuff that's written 600 years later is referencing it. And, and what Matthew and them say is it's fulfilling those things, that it's somehow giving more meaning to it than what was written. And it's all written over this long period of time, but it's all referencing on one another. So all of that to say, it's not a book that's an encyclopedia that I, if I need to if I need to figure out anything, just go to your Bible and open it and you'll figure it out. It's a story that I get so deep within me that instead of when I read the story of Adam and Eve go, well, how'd their children get spouses? I'm not saying you're wrong for thinking that. All of us feel that way. What I would hope to redirect you as your pastor to think is, 
when you read the story of Adam and Eve, just get whatever you, just, just take it. I don't even know you're supposed to even get a lot. Get the story into you. So the next time you're sitting somewhere and you have the thought, does God really care if I do X, Y, and Z? It should trigger to your brain the words of the serpent that said, did God really say not to eat from that? That's the point. The story is supposed to get within me so that when I'm interacting in the world, or like in the story of the Egyptians, when I see any nation, including my own nation, thinking it's okay that there may just be innocents that get wiped out, it should bring something in my soul and go, you know, God looked at Egypt when Egypt decided that there were some people in order to maintain power that all their children had to die. And I look at another nation, that story should be within me so that I know how to live in this world in such a way that I look like Jesus, N not the minute answers. And I'm not saying they don't matter. I'm just saying I think there is a way in which those are the questions many of us think I really got to get an answer to. Mm. And I don't ever think seriously about the things that are happening in the world around me and think, what would God have to say about that? Yeah. So. Well, I think a lot of people are given questions like that. And like you said, uh, Nathan, that uh, are used to try and discredit the whole mm -hmm. thing. And it's like if we can find one thing in the Bible that is contradictory or immoral, so to speak, then we can discredit God somehow mm -hmm. or the whole thing. Um, so I pointed back to this book that Greg Boyd wrote, Inspired Imperfection. He talks about there are a lot of imperfections within mm -hmm. the Scripture. Sure. There are a lot of things that are descriptive of what was going on that do not line up with the character and nature of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to we don't have to hide these things no. because they don't match up with Jesus. We can look at them and go, no, they don't. And what do we do with that as a community? Mm -hmm. And how do we respond to that? It does not impugn God's character whatsoever mm -hmm. just because it's in there. In fact, I think in some ways it's it's for our good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the way I see it too. It just reminds us, you know, anything that I see there that doesn't fit with the character of Jesus reminds me why Jesus had to come. Exactly. Sure. This, this kind of stuff has been going on mm -hmm. with all kinds of evil that are now unthinkable to us. The one thing I know for sure, because I've watched it happen in my lifetime, and it's getting faster and faster, things that you thought were okay at 18 and everybody in culture thought was 18, when you get to be 60, most of culture will, will think, how in the world did anybody mm -hmm. think that was that's right? right. Yeah. That's right. And my guess is that's going to get faster and faster mm -hmm. the shorter time that we begin to look back and go, yeah. how could we ever think that? And that's the reason for Jesus. We just keep screwing stuff up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and he yeah. is the way to help us get it right. We follow the way of Jesus. I was just watching a TV show with my kids. And I think it was like a, a show produced in the 90s. And there's stuff in there that go, how in the world y'all get away with saying that kind of stuff back mm -hmm. then? And I'm like, you just had to live there. Yeah, that's right. It, it, honestly, we didn't think about that. No, it didn't even cross mm -hmm. our minds. No. And now I see it differently too. I go, yeah, that, was, that, 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 that wasn't was, right. That was messed up. That was messed that's, up. That's exactly right. But hopefully that is a sign that I'm growing. So here's my last thing about Cain's wife. Oh, okay. I'm going to share a Dwight Moody quotation. Oh, wow. Famous evangelist Dwight yeah. Moody or Billy Sunday. Somebody I can't says. remember. Which one? Or Ed Martin. No, no, it's one of those famous evangelist guys who is asked this question okay. by a guy. Right. We I, can't, that. I can't believe in Jesus because where did Cain get his wife from? Mm -hmm. And the answer was, 
Sir, if you're worried about Cain's wife, you won't be the first man to go to hell over another man's wife. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the correct answer. I just can't ever forget it. I thought, that's witty as all get out. That's great. Which means it probably didn't actually happen that way. Somebody wrote that later. later. That's a great quote. (laughs) So we will end on that one. So, as I said last week, we're still taking your questions. As always, Descript- our link is in the description for you to send us those questions and get us talking about whatever topic you want us to talk about. Next week, we're going to be talking about a topic that Ed, once again, has stirred up controversy on. <laughs> no shocker there. I do not try to do this. Sure you don't. <laughs> we believe you, Ed. <laughs> so, someone has a question about something that we talked about in a message a few weeks ago. And so, we're going to hopefully clear that up for y'all. So, come back next week. You'll find out what that is and what we have to say about it. So, have a great week. See you next time.